Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Why do you look for the living among the dead? No, no, seriously. Why do you look for the living among the dead? In the Gospel of Luke, it tells a different story. A little shifts, a little changes between what we just heard read for us from the Gospel of Matthew versus Luke. Luke has two young men to appear before these women, and the first words out of his mouth are, why do you seek the living among the dead? Now, you would not expect for the living to be found among the dead. And if you do, it's probably not a good thing. Unless you live in Serbia. In Serbia, there is a 55, 60-year-old man by the name of Bratislav Stojanovic. And he, for 25 years, has been living in a tomb. He became homeless when he was 45. He'd been beaten when he was on the streets. He had his stuff stolen while he was on the street. And one day he came across an abandoned cemetery. Abandoned in that they never used it, but there were still bodies there. And he found one tomb in particular that time had not treated well. He crawled down into the tomb and found the ashes of three individuals, conjecturing that they may have been dead for a hundred years. So out of respect, he, he set them to the side, and then he began to make that tomb his home. He would crawl out during the day, looking through trash cans, trash bins, for whatever food he might find, as well as, if it was a good day, he would find candles. He loved the candles at night. Now, I don't know about you, but Stojanovich, I would not have joined him there in that tomb. It just seems wrong, but not for him. He was asked one time, and he said the following, that living with the dead isn't as scary as some might think. And then he says this line, I was afraid in the beginning, but I got used to it in time. Now, I am more afraid of the living than I am of the dead. And that explains why he decided to stay there in that cemetery in his new home, a tomb. But the reality is, he wasn't the first to do this. 
In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, there is a story that is told about Jesus going into a particular area. And it says that when he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs. You hear that? A man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him, and he had his dwelling among the tombs. Now, if you're a writer and you have limited space in how much and where you can write things, words matter. And the writer purposely mentions twice that this man lives in the tombs. Why? Because he's got nowhere else to live. The verse tells us that the reason why he lived in the tombs was because no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain. They were afraid of him. They were scared of him. They didn't want him around. And the only place he found safe was in a cemetery, living in tombs. And then Jesus dismisses this evil spirit from this man. And as Jesus was getting back into his boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged Jesus to let him go with him. And instead, Jesus said to him, Go home. Go home. Leave the tombs. Leave the cemetery and go home. And so the man got up and he moved forward. He went home. Jesus was able to take this man and help him become whole again and move from a place of living among the dead to living among those with life. That's what Jesus did. Reverend Richard Gilbert wrote a poem entitled, A Tomb is No Place to Stay. The first coda says, A tomb is no place to stay, be it a cave in the Judean hills or the dark cavern of the Spirit. Now, I, I, I think it's very, very unlikely that any of us in this space will ever live in a tomb. Very unlikely. So this idea of living among the dead, very, very unlikely that any of us will ever have to experience that. But Reverend Gilbert caught something where in the last line he says, or the dark cavern of the Spirit. You see, the reality is we don't have to live in literal tombs. We create our own all the time. Think about it. When you've had times of anxiousness, when you have felt anxiety, brought on by a trauma, brought on by a shift, perhaps in your employment, a shift in your health, a shift in a relationship. 
The reality is that life is hard. You know that. And for our children among us, they will learn that. Life is hard. And when life gets hard, it's tempting to go live among the figurative dead. To find ourselves a place, a tomb, if you would, where we can feel safe. When we are plagued by self-doubt, when individuals have pushed us down and we feel like there's nothing we can do, you kind of want to just give up. It's real easy when you see an empty tomb to just crawl down inside of it, that tomb that you've put inside of your mind. You know what I'm talking about. All of us, all of us have had difficult moments in our life where we want to hide, where we don't want to be seen, where we want to be left alone. It's a psychological paralysis that comes upon us. But the reason why we're here today is to be reminded of something. If you walk out of here and you don't remember anything that I said, remember this Easter lesson. The living are not meant to live among the dead. You are not meant to stay in this tomb that you've created in your mind. This tomb that holds you back, that doesn't give you a sense of hope or the courage to step out and make a difference. But Jesus, he was continually pushing the envelope and encouraging people to leave the tombs and to embrace life once again. But that takes courage, folks. The Easter lesson is not for the wimps. And the disciples, Jesus' followers, they got that. They understood that. Because when you read the Gospels, the pre-Easter Jesus, when you read about the disciples and how they associated with Jesus, they were kind of wimpy people. They were always uncertain, didn't know for sure what they ought to be doing. But something changes. The people that ran away from Jesus when they got scared, when things got tough and they abandoned Jesus, these are the same people that something happened to them, transformed them, and they left the tombs of their mind and were willing to get out, to move out. There was something transformative that happened inside of them. 
And if you want to believe it was a literal resuscitation of a body, then believe that. If you can't believe that, and if you have to believe that it was some type of figurative resurrection that took place for Jesus, then believe that. But whatever it is, understand that Easter is to be transformative. You are not to remain in the darkness of the tomb in your mind. Easter reminds us to stand up and start walking. One writer said the following, Resurrection calls, calls us to put well-worn paths behind us and move, move naively, perhaps even foolishly, forward into new ways. Move naively, move foolishly. No matter what you do, move forward. The reality is, Easter not only teaches us of the resurrection, but it teaches us of death. All of us. Easter morning reminds us that all of us will die. So between now and that moment, you choose how you want to live your life. You choose where you want to live that life. Reverend Gilbert reminds us that in making that choice, do not, do not stay in the tomb. A tomb is no place to stay be it a cave in the Judean hills or the dark cavern of the Spirit. A tomb is no place to stay when fresh grass rolls away the stone of winter cold and valiant flowers burst their way to warmth and light. A tomb, a tomb is no place to stay when each morning announces our reprieve. And we know that we are granted yet another day of living. A tomb. A tomb is no place to stay when life laughs a welcome to hearts that have been away far too long. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.